everyone i'm sure you all must be safe and doing well i am amar ghale and this episode of my podcast is to cover the topic 3.2 and 3.3 from the chapter the rise of nationalism in europe topic 3.2 hunger hardship and popular revolt the 1830s were years of great economic hardship in europe the first half of the 19th century saw an enormous increase in population all over the europe in most countries there were more seekers of jobs than employment population from rural areas migrated to the cities in search of job and they had to live in overcrowded slums producers in towns were often faced with stiff competition from the imports of cheap machine made goods from england where industrialization was more advanced than anywhere in the continent this was especially happened in the textile production which was carried out mainly in homes or small workshops and those workshops were partly mechanized and in those regions of europe where the aristocracy still enjoyed power peasants struggled under the burden of feudal dues and obligation the rise of food prices or a year of bad harvest led to widespread poverty in the town and in fact in the entire country the year 1848 was one such year food shortages and widespread unemployment had brought the population of paris out on the roads barricades were erected and the people became so violent that the louis philippe was forced to flee and soon a national assembly proclaimed a republic and they granted suffrage to all adult males above 21 and guaranteed the right to work but here too women were left out earlier in 1845 weavers in silesia had led a revolt against the contractors who had drastically reduced their payments so to tackle such issues and raise employment national workshops were set up by the new government one such incident had been described by the journalist wilhelm wolf which happened in a silesian village I'll tell you that also. The village had 18,000 inhabitants who were cotton weavers. The misery of the workers was extreme. The contractors had taken the advantage of the desperate need for jobs and they had reduced the prices of the goods they ordered. On 4th June at 2 p.m., a large crowd of weavers came out of their homes and they marched in pairs up to the mansion of their contractors. They demanded higher wages. but they were treated with scorn and threats following which a group of weavers attacked the houses smashed its elegant window panes furniture porcelain another group broke into the storehouse and they took out all the clothes and tore to shreds seeing all these the contractor fled with his family to a neighboring village which however refused to shelter such a person who was so cruel who had exploited the entire village but the contractor was not less he returned within 24 hours with army and the army shot dead 11 weavers so the situation of hunger unemployment and over that exploitation had forced the poor to revolt i hope you understood the hunger was due to population growth migration unemployment and over that bad harvest which eventually made the people more vulnerable to exploitation and when everything went out of the limit people turned violent and they revolted which made the king to flee and that brought change in the government too now let's understand the topic 3.3 1848 the
the revolution of the liberals. In the year 1848, a revolution led by the educated middle classes was underway. And it was parallel to the revolts of the poor, unemployed and starving peasants who were working in many parts of the Europe. Like in France, in February 1848, a revolt had brought about the abdication of the monarch and a republic was formed based on universal male suffrage. In other parts of Europe, where independent nations were yet to exist, such as Germany, Italy, Poland, the Austro-Hungarian Empire, men and women in these countries, from the middle and the liberal classes, they all combined their demands for constitution. They took advantage of the growing popular unrest to push their demands for the creation of a nation state based on a constitution. They demanded freedom of the press and freedom of the association. In the German regions, a large number of political associations whose members were middle class professionals, businessmen and prosperous artisans all came together in the city of Frankfurt and they decided to vote for an all-German national assembly. On 18 May 1848, 831 elected representatives marched in a very festive mood to take their places in the Frankfurt Parliament which had been convened in the Church of St. Paul. They drafted a constitution for a German nation, which was to be headed by a monarchy, but subject to a parliament. And when the deputies offered the crown on these terms to Frederick Wilhelm, who was the king of Croatia, he rejected it and joined other monarchs to oppose the elected assembly. So it was like European liberals versus European monarchs. Meanwhile, the opposition of the aristocracy and military became stronger. The social basis of parliament reduced and which was dominated by middle classes who had resisted the demands of workers and artisans. As a result, they lost their support. In the end, when nothing worked, troops were called in and the assembly was forced to dismissed. The issue of extending political rights to women was still a controversy, even within the liberal movements. Though women had participated actively over the years in all the movements. So when no option left, women had formed their own political associations. They founded newspapers and taken part in political meetings and demonstrations. Despite this, they were denied suffrage rights during the election of the assembly. And you know, when the Frankfurt parliament was held in the church of St. Paul, women were admitted only as observers to stand in the visitors gallery. So I have a question here. All this happened then in the 19th century, in the 17th century. Has such discriminatory attitude against women changed? Listeners, you must dig little deeper in it and give a critical answer. Finally, though the conservative forces were able to suppress liberal movements in 1848, they were not able to restore the old order. And this had made very clear to monarchs that they cannot suppress the revolution until they grant concessions to the liberal nationalist revolutionaries and their demands. Hence, in the years after 1848, the autocratic monarchies of Central and Eastern Europe began to introduce the changes which were there already in Western Europe before 1815. So they abolished serfdom and bonded labor both in Habsburg dominions and in Russia. More autonomy was given to the Hungarians in 1867. 
So with this, you must be able to realize and understand that the individual rights and respect that we have today were not so easy. A series of revolution had been organized until the demands were fulfilled and the nations were formed on the basis of democratic constitutions. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned and have a good time.